You are listening to the Type 6 Podcast, hosted by Bronte Athern, a show for a Type 6 by a Type 6. The podcast is brought to you by EnneagramPodcasts.com, where you can listen to all our shows featuring all nine Enneagram types. Let's get into the show. Hey guys, welcome to the second episode of the Type 6 Podcast. I'm your host, Bronte Athern, and I'm super excited to get started on the second episode. For a while, I was deciding what exactly I wanted to talk about because I know that the last episode was just a basic overview of the Type 6 and then a little bit about me. Um, So I've been debating for like the past week what exactly I should talk about. And because with the Enneagram, there's so many things we could talk about. We could talk about wings. We could talk about um, unhealthy sixes, healthy sixes, our instincts, our desires, yada, yada, yada. There's so much. So I do want to dive into all those things, but I obviously want to do it step by step. So the first step I wanted to talk to you guys about is the instincts um, of a six. So... Um, I didn't really understand that there are three different types of instincts within each, um, um, one through nine type of, on the Enneagram. So, so the Enneagram, so one through nine, each type has, um, three different instincts. And so I hope I'm explaining this well, so e- so for the six, I'm going to go, so for this episode, I'm going to be going over the sixes, three instincts, because there's three very, very different ones. And this helped me understand sixes better, because I think a lot of times, um, well, since I discovered that I was a six, and I told people that I was a six, um, people would get confused, because a lot of times sixes can be stereotyped um, to be very pessimistic, and so people think sixes must be like really grouchy or like mad at, I don't know, like anxious about everything. And like, um, and so I think that's like a very extreme stereotype for sure. Um, and so I felt confused about that because I don't think I'm a very pessimistic person. I have operated on, um, having like a lot of anxiety for a lot of my life. Um, but I still don't consider that to be pessimistic at all. Anyways, so I thought that was really interesting um, to hear just about the different instincts because for me, it made me understand my uh, my own instincts better and also just um, able to also realize that even... So even though I'm a six, when I meet other sixes, they're not going to be the exact same person as me if that like because I think a lot of people think like oh like when they meet someone who's their same type they're like oh my gosh they're like the same person as me or oh they're so similar to me um which is true in some ways because I mean you do think similarly however you may have different instincts um and therefore like different personalities because I have two friends who are sixes one is very similar to me one is so opposite to me And so I feel like I've been feeling like confused. I'm like, whoa, like this is so interesting how we can still, we can be the same um, Enneagram type, but also 
be completely different people. So I thought um, that this would encourage you guys to be, um, to just read up more on the six and to also just discover your own instincts because I think they'll help you understand um, yourself even more than just finding out what your Enneagram type is. So I'm going to dive in. First, shout out to my amazing boyfriend, Matthew Robertson. Thank you so much for lending me this book. He actually, so my boyfriend, he got this book called The Wisdom of the Enneagram, and it's the complete guide to psychological and spiritual growth for the nine personality types. It's written by Don Richard Rizzo and Russ Hudson. And my boyfriend, he's a type five, and um, so he's the observer and, like, the investigator. And so ever since he found out his Enneagram, he's been, like, investigating and, like, researching and trying to gain all his knowledge about it, um, which is so helpful for me to, for me because I can just ask him questions and he'll be like, oh, yeah, like, that's because of this. And I'm like, oh, thank you. So he lent me this book so that I could use it for this episode. So thank you so much, Matthew. You're a gem. Um But yeah, so let me just dive in. So there are three different instincts in the six. The first one is um, self-preservation. And then the second one is social. And then the third one is sexual. So I will first go over the self-preserving type. So their main thing, um, if you're you're a self-preserving six, is responsibility. And self-preservation sixes... Um, attempt to ally their survival anxieties by working hard to build up security through mutual responsibility. So it's like if you are a self-preserving six and you offer service and commitment with the expectation that it will be reciprocated by others. And so that means that you res- you seek a lot of security in partnerships and um, self-preserving sixes attempt to uh, make friends very slowly. They're more observers over, and over time, they observe people to see if they are trustworthy and truly on their side. Um, They're more domestic than the other variants and are um, consistently concerned of maintaining the stability of their home life. So this means they, they find security in needs of like the household. So bills, taxes, insert, insurance, um, just like day-to-day life, they find um, security and all that. And they're, they don't easily disguise their anxiety and neediness. Um, they actually use it to gain um, friends and supporters um, by being vulnerable with others. And so they tend to worry about very, very small things um, that lead to catastrophic thinking and worst case scenarios. And so they're also very frugal. Um, They worry a lot about financial matters and it just, it's, it causes a lot of conflict um, with other resources. So when they're unhealthy, the self preserving sixes are extremely clingy, um, dependent and panicky. So they stay in punishing situations, uh, like bad marriages or stressful jobs because they're actually terrified of being without support. So this kind of taps into just an overall sixes 
um, our main desire is security. And so if you're a self-preserving six, then you tend to pass to look past the red flags and the hard like no's um, because you are so terrified of security. So a lot of times they'll stay in a lot of unhealthy environments, whether that be marriage or overly stressful jobs, like it says. Um, they also grasp at relationships with a lot of force and it ends up actually alienating the very people they want to bond with. Um, they're very paranoid and also drive themselves to become more aggressive. So this is more this is more the aggressive type of six. They exaggerate dangers and strike out enemies to ensure that no one will become a threat to them at all. And ironically, this ends up destroying their own security systems. And so this brief part that I just read, that's an unhealthy range um, of the self-preserving type. Um, it, when you're a healthy self-preserving six, um, you're a very responsible person. And then when you're really unhealthy, um, like it said, it's just, it leads to paranoia and stuff. Um, so again, everything I'm reading will have pros and cons. Try not to listen too much to the cons because I know that can be really discouraging. Um, but just take them with a grain of salt, but also, um, don't shove them under the rug because it might be something that identifies with you. Um, but yeah, everything, everything I'm reading, you guys, it's, it's, you can work through. Um, that's definitely something that I've learned. Okay. So that's the self-preserving six. Now I'm going to go into the social, um, the social six, which is what I am. And it's funny because when I read this brief description of the social, the social instinct, um, in the six, I felt so understood or I felt like, out of all of the books I've read, out of all the podcasts I've listened to, this um, is the number one thing that was the most accurate for me. Like this, what, everything I'm reading is 100% me and the social six. So that's really interesting. So I'm just going to talk about the social six now. So um, our main thing as a social six is generating support. So when we're average, social sixes... We handle our anxieties by looking to friends for reassurance and support. We project friendliness and attempt to create bonds with others. Um, we disarm them with warmth and humor. We often make fun of ourselves while offering support and affection to others. And we can sometimes actually be mistaken for twos, which is really interesting because a lot of people think I'm a two. And when I took the quiz online it said I was a two but I didn't really identify as a two and so I just think that's interesting that we can actually be mistaken for twos um and then social sixes were also so our, we're most concerned about fitting in um there's like a safety in numbers so we are fairly idealistic we enjoy being feeling like we're a part of something larger than ourselves um whether that be a cor corporation a movement group whatever um, and we're very, very willing to make s major sacrifices for the security of affiliation. Um, then social sixes, um, we also sometimes resemble ones in their adherence to protocols and procedures. We look for reassurance through commitment, obligation, contracts, insurance, that their hard work will not be 
will be taken advantage of. Um, when we are our most insecure, um, we look for places of safety where like-minded individuals help each other out. Um, another thing, um, although we're able to make efforts for others or for our group, we also have major difficulty for our own success or development. Our anxiety actually can lead to um, consensus before we act or make decisions. And anxiety also leads us to reference the potential responses of others in their imagination. So I've definitely done this where um, I'll have like, I'll be feeling fine about something. And then um, this actually kind of sounds like skepticism to me. So um, if I'm having like a conversation with a friend and there's like a miscommunication or something, I'll immediately jump to feeling like super um, skeptical about them. Like, okay, like what are their, what are their actual intentions? Um, what, like if they respond a certain way, then I think, oh, like, is that because of this? Or I, I'm just like, my imagination runs wild. And I just, I'm thinking of like, um, I just, it causes me to feel really anxious. Um, but I'm working through that. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so it also says that social sixes, that our own indecisiveness bothers, um, bothers our, bothers us. Yeah, it does. I am so bothered by my indecisiveness, but I've definitely been able to, I've been working through it. Um, however, it, um, it leads to ambivalence about depending on allies or authorities. Um, our fear is losing the support of the group or authority. Um, and if we're frustrated, we can develop passive aggressive issues with authorities and friends. When we're under stress, we easily feel pressured, overworked, and underappreciated. Um, at times, we can be negative and pessimistic. This is like more of like we're entering into like the unhealthy range. And in the most unhealthy range, social sixes become attracted to um, to um, groups. Um, we develop the us against the world mentality, feeling um, like we're in a ho- like we're always in a hostile environment. Um, we can be questioning others of their beliefs, our own beliefs. Um, and again, like it leads to the extreme paranoia about authorities, not in alignment with our own belief systems. Um, so yeah, so again, it leads into, I almost wish it started with the unhealthy and then led into the healthy. Cause it kind of just like, is like, Oh, this is our average rage. And then leads to like all this like unhealthy stuff. So it's very blunt. Um, but definitely true for social sixes. Cause I know I'm a social six. Um, but yeah, for me, I feel like I've been entering into a season where I'm getting really healthier in the way that I think and the way that I process. And, um, I combat my indecisiveness with just letting myself sit in it and not seek, um, authority and affirmation from others. And, that's actually helped a ton because I found myself being able to um, make quicker decisions and it's just been so, so helpful um, learning more about that. Um, But yeah, I just thought it was so interesting, uh, especially when it talked about how um, when we're healthy, we're warm and 
were funny. Um, I think that's so interesting because I consider myself a pretty bubbly person um, and a pretty warm person. And so um, I think before I read The Social Instinct, I thought that all sixes were um, not sociable sociable if that or social if that makes sense I kind of thought that I don't know why I maybe I even thought of maybe I even thought um the wrong thing I don't know but yeah I kind of just thought that they were not as extroverted um but they are we can be I'm a very I'm a very extroverted person I don't know what I'm saying now sorry I feel like I'm just word vomiting um but yeah, so yeah, it's just really encouraging. And now, okay, so now I'm going to go into the sexual instinct um, in the six. So the sexual instinct of the six um, is a symbol of power and connection. When their average um, healthy range um, is um, sexual sixes, are do they like to develop physical strength, power, or physical attractiveness to feel safe? So that's where um, the sexual sixes put their security in, in physical attractiveness and power. Um, more aggressive sexual sixes rely on strength and displays of toughness that can almost resemble a type eight, which is interesting. So while more phobic sexual sixes use their sexuality to disarm others and attract support in ways that can resemble a type four, and the type four is a very feeling um, type of the Enneagram. Um, they mask their insecurities through open assertion and defiance of authority or through flirtation and seduction. Sexual sixes, they are highly aware of their physical attributes. For instance, if they spend time at the gym, it's probably a lot of the time it's actually not for health reasons, but it's to enhance their own um, strength and physical appeal. They want to actually attract um, a powerful and capable mate, so they often will test them to see if they will stay with them, um, as well as to give themselves time to assess the other person's character or whatever. Super interesting. Um, and then they're also um, defiant of authority um, than the other instinctual variants of the six. Um, especially when they're anxious, they, they are also, um, the most doubting of others and themselves. They can have explosive emotional reactions when their own insecurities are exposed, um, or their connections with others are threatened. And when they're really anxious, they might also assert themselves against their own supporters or third parties rather than at the true source of their anxieties. Attempts um, look like sabotaging others, undermining their reputations in various ways, especially through rumors. Um, rumors spreading is very typical. Um, in the most unhealthy range, sexual sixes can be depressive and erratic, especially if they feel that their reactivity has undermined or ruined their intimate connections. Their impulsive, self-destructive behavior alternates with irrational lashing out, and then, again, the paranoia may become a part of the picture. Um, and it's usually with a distinctly focused and obsessive flavor since it is aimed at particularly personal enemies. Okay, so these are the three instincts of a six. Um, they all sound really intense, I know. Um, cause I definitely, it, I mean, it's, 
it's literally exposing like our worst and our best um instincts, right? So um when I heard all of this, I just I found it really interesting because I think um that I'm mainly a social instinct, but I definitely think there are some attributes of the sexual instinct um when it talked about um testing um when it talked about like testing others to see if they'll stay with them I feel like when I've been really unhealthy I've definitely done that and then but I feel like when I'm like really really healthy I'm definitely a social six I feel like um that is definitely 100% me and then I think maybe at times I'm self-preserving um in the sense that I can like disguise my anxiety um but yeah, I think overall I'm a type, I'm a type six social instinct. So yeah. And I know these all vary and, um, yeah, but they don't, I also want to remind you guys like, um, just because some of this is like negative, it isn't, uh, that's not what defines you. You know what I mean? Like these are probably things like even if you struggle with these things, that doesn't mean it's you. It just means that, like these are things that you, you struggle with. And like, you know, like we all <laughs> we all have struggled with a lot of these things. Um, now I'm going to talk about more happy stuff. <laughs> um, I'm going to talk about um, I'm going to go I'll play on I'll go into um, when we're really, really healthy. Um to spread some encouragement. So when we're at our healthiest, it's so funny, you guys, because I noticed at the end when it talked about all three of these instincts at the end of each one, it says um, that paranoia um, is a plays a role. So par- so what we have, um, so what all three instincts have similar to them is the paranoia and then the longing for security. And so I think it's interesting that we're probably the most um, anxious type on the Enneagram. However, when we're at our healthiest, we're the most courageous type on the Enneagram, which I think is really outstanding. Um, I think that's really, really cool. So when we're at our healthiest, we're incredibly courageous and self-reliant. Um, that's another thing. Like when we're healthy, we are actually, our desire is independence. Like we... Um, like we want that security within ourselves. And so we want to feel self-reliant and independent. Like we're able, we're capable, you know what I mean? Of figuring our own issues out of making healthy choices. Um, we're also very, um, cooperative with other people. We're engaging, we're reliable when we're healthy, we're committed. Um, and then when we're at like our average, we're very loyal. We're, um, and dutiful um and so but yeah and then just when we're really unhealthy we get panicky um and then the paranoia and stuff but yeah I think yeah I just kind of want to focus on I don't want to focus too much on the bad or not the bad that's the wrong word um I don't want to focus too much on um the unhealthy types because I want to I want to focus on the healthy and average types too so I hope that this episode touched base on all of those things and I want to just um, challenge you guys to follow your heart and follow um, your own thoughts and let your thoughts um, shape your decisions in a healthy way. And um, 
for me, the more I learn about um, the type six and the wings, the the instincts, all that stuff, it's kind of like a wake up call. And it helps me look um, or it helps me find security um, within myself when I when I research all this. So yeah, I hope this, I hope this, um, this last episode, this encouraged you and I encourage you guys to, um, read this book, The Wisdom of the Enneagram, because I think, um, it's incredibly, incredibly informative and encouraging, um, if you're on this journey of, um, self-discovery, um, I hope this podcast is blessing you guys. I'll be praying for everyone listening. And if you have any comments or questions, um, feel free to email me. I believe my email, I think my email (laughs) is the type six. So it's type six podcast at gmail or at gmail.com, I think. Or I think the link is below. I don't want to be giving out false information. This is me. I'm so uncertain. I don't even know what my own email for this podcast is. Well, I will figure it out and then I'll let you guys know the next episode what it is. Alrighty. Well, I hope you guys are having a great, um, great day. And yeah, I just hope that you guys enjoyed this last podcast and I'll see you guys for the next up ep- or I'll hear from you guys for the next episode. Thanks for listening. Feel free to send questions or ideas or feedback to type6 at enneagrampodcasts.com. And make sure to subscribe to the show. And if you would like to support this collective, head over to enneagrampodcasts.com and find out different ways to support the shows.